You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode and this week it's all going on. Apple have dropped a bunch of updates. Apple have announced that uh, next week they will be having a one more thing. Um, That of course is the first thing that we'll be talking about and uh, to talk about that and all other bits and pieces in the news I have with me Melissa the Mac Mummy from uh, Geekiest Show Ever. And also the three geeky ladies, I believe. Is that correct, Melissa? Yep, every once in a while. Thanks for having me on. It's been too long. That's fine. We know how it goes. Time zones, family, COVID, yeah. you know, bottles of wine, all that sort of thing can sometimes <laughs> get in the way. You know, it's, uh, that's life. That's how it goes. That is how life if goes. Only if you don't walk around the bottle of wine, then you really shouldn't have it on the floor anyway. It should be in your hand. That is true. <laughs> Always hold it, you know. Uh, to quote, uh, you know, Captain, to quote Captain Jack Sparrow, the rum is all gone. Why is the rum always all gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! There we go. So Apple have, of course, uh, and as is their want, uh, directly after I last recorded the show, um, they announced that we will be getting one more thing, which I suspect might be more than one more thing um which will be on tuesday at uh, 6 p.m here um and whatever local times they are in uh, your part of the world um and everybody's expecting unsurprisingly to see the first apple silicon max so uh i don't know how do we feel about that nick what's up what are you uh hoping for yes i am here (laughs) <laughs> oh sorry i forgot to mention you got carried away in my effusive introduction of uh melissa oh yes and i'm joined by nick look here we are here he is <laughs> added that part back out again <laughs> i'm sure you can not not that do like a little it, rewind really. reverse yeah we'll do a you know a, a guy mm-hmm. yeah there we there go. You go. Yes. so uh yes i am here and um, tie detergent it, it's quite interesting isn't it there's, there's been quite a lot in the news today uh there's, there was a little bit in the news i noticed um in, in you know the sort of general news about something happening in the u.s but i can't for the life of me think what it is now yeah, no. there's some uh, i don't know there's some little thing dragging on for days apparently yeah i mean we don't, we don't that's, get that's to why i'm here much. to not think about that little thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm here that's to escape from that all. without yeah without going too far off topic i mean this is as close as i can get to leaving the country right now okay? yeah yeah <laughs> but um you all have a spare room for me, right? I'm sure we could find one, Melissa. Yeah. I'm sure we could find one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we find it very strange, most Europeans certainly, that, you know, like Guy said that he 
he went to vote and it only took him two hours in line to cast, you know, before he could cast his ballot. Only. Yeah, only, only two hours. Well, I can assure you here in Europe, if people have to queue up for more than 15 minutes, they're practically rioting in the streets that they're being denied <laughs> their democratic right to put their cross yeah, on the I gave up paper. on that a long time ago. But When um, I found out yeah. that I could be on the permanent early voter list, I said, sign me up. And yeah, that's sign me up and I'll just post it in. Yeah, do it by post. Mm-hmm. I think the only time I've ever... The only time I've ever had to get into a fairly long queue was the Brexit vote. <laughs> I was going to say about the only time I can recall there being any amount of queuing in, you know, fairly busy places was the whole Brexit thing. I mean, normally, yeah. you know, anything else, you wander down there, quite often you find you're the only person in the whole polling station, you know. Yeah, well, there might be a half a dozen, you know, it's uh, it's, usually, it's usually not bad. But, no. uh, so but there we go. Why is that? Why are your queues so short? Because we have a lot of polling places. What the hell are you doing over there? We must have a lot of polling stations. Yeah, we must have a lot of them. We do. We have a lot for, you know, I know you have a lot more votes to count, you know, overall. But we have, you know, I read these things saying, you know, only four polling places in, I don't know, you know, such the Orange County, Florida or whatever for so many people. I mean, here we have polling stations sort of every few streets. They take over. And how, do, yeah. how are you handling it with COVID then? Um, well, we people actually wear masks out there. <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually done any voting since we, COVID. So. No, uh, we haven't had. Okay. We don't. Yeah, we're not in a. We're not in a voting. You're not in an election cycle. No, we're in the middle at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, yeah, as long as people would wear masks, because we have so many polling stations that they don't get crowded on the whole yeah so like if your country was on the mac rumors buying guide you would be like you know mid cycle mid product cycle yeah yeah that's That's right that's right i think the next one we have will be local government which might be middle of next year i can't remember to be honest yeah my my polling station is literally at the end of my road yeah so is mine pretty much nice yeah you know so um because they take over all sorts of church halls and um, you know, libraries. Yeah, we, and... we do that too. There's libraries, churches, fire company stations. Yeah, you know, sort. there's um, out here where I live in the desert. I mean, even the desert, you know, we have uh, clubhouses at different places. Um, I guess there's, there's just an awful lot. I guess there's just an awful lot more of you. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's an awful lot more of us. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot more awful people too. <laughs> That's part of it too. It's not an awful lot. And yeah, awful lot of awful people too. Uh, that's that's a problem. But yeah, there's there's the population. But then I think what just really threw it this time around is just COVID. There's just, they're closing up. Because, you know, to be honest, um, a lot of those places usually in, in my recollection are managed by a lot of retirees. And yeah, those are the people true. that are at they highest are risk. So, mm. you know, we luckily we did have a younger population step up to the plate and, and you know, take care of a lot of that stuff. But it's still not quite enough. I mean, to match the, the aging out the baby boomers and the people in that that demographic are they're all, you know, in high risk and staying home yeah. in bigger numbers. So mm. yeah, that's that's an issue too. There's all these all these factors, all these all these Lots variables. Of and of course, you know, in a hotly contested election. Um, yeah. I believe I read the highest turnout in 120 years. So that's mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. not going to help, is it? As it were. There we are. And it's so just split. It's so divided. It's yes, so it's, close. You know, <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, like I, it's like you, you know, kind of peek through the curtain. Like I kind of like peek in like, okay, nope, nope. Still on fire. Just not, I'll just go back to looking at something else now. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when I said I was, we, we got a little bit on the news 
I was being a little bit sarcastic. Right, <laughs> Most right. of our news is taken up with the American election as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Endless. Endless. I have to say, though, I'm grateful for technology news because that's what's been keeping a little bit of my sanity is just being able to look at, at this kind of stuff. Talking about technology. Yeah, that's seems right. Like so we'll get away from that now. Yeah. It's one of the last things I think that keeps people united because there's plenty of people that have conversations and you really don't know what their political leanings are. And it really doesn't matter because we're all here to talk about the same kind of technological stuff. So Indeed we are. Exciting. Very, very so Silicon, um, Silicon Apple stuff. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm looking same. forward to it. I don't, I don't think I'll be buying anything straight away, but I am looking yeah. forward to seeing what it's like. Yeah. And, uh... it's, it's all it's very exciting I, i'm on the cusp of of so many things like all of my devices it's the worst it's the best and the worst time to be alive right now yeah. <laughs> like all of my stuff is like aging out you know it's all within the three to six year you know age and it's kind of like i'm in the ready to buy cycle but the funding isn't quite there so so that's the one thing i have been excited about out i don't know do you guys have a uh, a shopping cycle like we have you know our black friday and cyber monday but now, of course, that's all just one big crapshoot because it's all of the supply chains are all interrupted and it's just a, a big, big mess. So that's been a kind of a, a kind of fun anxiety kind of thing is all the shopping, just like constantly refreshing pages and looking at sales and things like that. So I kind of have a list. I, I started making a because uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd. I started making a, a spreadsheet, <laughs> a list of all the things. OK, well, if this gets to this price, I'm going to get it. And if this gets to this price, I'm going to get it. And if, eh, you know, and I have kind of a priority list. So have I actually gotten the spreadsheet finished? No, but mm, well, it's, that's, it's that's the intent. A, that's <laughs> a, a sort of um, surely a, a spreadsheet of, you know, desirable tech items that you might mm -hmm. get if the price goes down. It's like the Orgean stables, surely, as fast as, mm -hmm. <laughs> as, fast mm -hmm. as you cross things off, more things pile on the other end. Yeah, they really do. They really. I'm do. quite surprised that um, I uh, retired in uh, January this year and oh, uh, took really? early, early retirement. Thank you. And uh, as a consequence, I've been at home all the while because of the COVID nineteen. Uh -huh. But um, uh, I worked with spreadsheets. That's you know something I did a lot of when I was at work, and I was actually sort of one of these people who you know that people would say, "Oh, ask Nick; he'll know." Uh -huh. And uh, I've I've not touched a spreadsheet since I retired. <laughs> Strange, isn't it? <laughs> Enough. Of course, I had a spreadsheet to work out all my retirement and uh, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> of course. Of that course. makes sense. So what do you think an Apple Silicon Mac means to any of you? And, and we're not, none, none of us seem to be interested in, you know, can't afford or it's just not the right time or kind of want to see how it shakes out. Uh, yeah, but see, I mean, I'm very interested. I'm really, really <laughs> interested to see what they do. Um, I'm very, very excited. Um Obviously, people still are throwing around, you know, what will be the first Apple Silicon machine. Mm -hmm. I think that's zeroing in pretty much on the MacBook now. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, the uh, did you see the AR uh, segment in the in the invitation on the Apple site? Oh, I hadn't. No. Okay, if you go if you, if you go to the uh, was it Apple dot com. And there's the thing uh -huh. about that says one more thing. Uh -huh. um, if you click on it, I think then they, they are, you can do opening AR viewer. And um... yeah, so we did that on the last uh, Geekiest show ever. We were talking about that with the HomePod Mini. Yeah. And that's how Elisa discovered that there was a cord on the back of it. That she... mm. There's um... <laughs> looked very, very wireless. So yeah, it's good that they do the AR. That's become very helpful now to look at but, things. Uh, on this one, basically, you've got 
the yeah. the um the black apple logo with the mm-hmm. colors shining out of it and it just says on it one more thing when you click on it in, and get it in the um ar viewer you um it kind I'm of looking, tilts i'm looking on that down. now so i'm on my i'm on my iphone i and see it, that i can add it to my calendar yeah you can also I don't um, see where i don't see where the ar link is is it, is it usually at the you bottom just tap, i think you just tap on the logo and then it comes up with i've got my phone to hand um oh that, hold on and then you can yeah, it's you a can long press a, you can it's have it on press. ar Oh, that's fun. <laughs> or you can just see the object itself. You can like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing it right now. But it, it kind of, it's flapping up and down. Yeah, and yeah. people are saying it, it looks like a laptop lid opening and closing. Um, it's it's scanning my, my desktop surface. Oh, that is too cool. <laughs> if, they, um, if they don't make it. If they, that. <laughs> if, if they don't make a big change to the design, which they're probably not going to. Um, I'm wondering oh, whether people true. will actually notice much difference <laughs> well, <laughs> because it's going to be running the same software. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I know it's underneath it's different, but it's going to right. look It's like when they the used to talk about metal and, you know, it's really yeah. just the performance, I think. Like, yeah. That's I think... why I say I wonder, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to fall on that because, like I just said, you know, I'm probably going to start having to look into getting a new Mac because um, now I have I have a son who's really into this stuff now. So I really have to pay more attention, more so than I ever used to, to the hand me down value. So oh, right. I'm looking at like I'm looking at my Mac right now, the one that I that I love that I'm using. It's a 2016. And it's and it's fine and it it would carry me for the next couple of years. But then when I go to pass it down, and then I have two kiddos. So as they get older and they get more into this stuff, I have to think about the longevity the, the longevity of it, the the future, mm-hmm. you know, how long is it gonna last? And so when I buy, I usually buy with the idea of not that I I'm not doing like video processing a lot. I'm not I'm not doing like heavy lifting kind of stuff these days. I used to, I used to do a lot more graphics and I would like to be able to have the option to do that if a type of job like that comes my way. But the reality is that I'm just, I haven't been doing that kind of work in the last couple of years. That that could change. And I want to be able to have a machine that will handle that, but it's not so much about me anymore. It's what are my kids going to be doing with it? So I have to be able to hand it down. You know, like my, my oldest son is using a 2012 and, and he loves it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, of course it's showing its age and it can get up to Catalina. We just haven't gotten around to it, but then that's it, you know? So, and he can still play games and do what he needs to do on it. But if I hold on to this 2016 too much longer before I pass it on to him and then pass the 2012 on to the little guy, you know, it's just, I just, I wonder how much, how, how well it will serve them, put it that way. I mean, you're so. the 2012, did you, have uh-huh. you put an, is that a MacBook Pro? Melissa? It's a MacBook Pro and I, I, I maxed it out on RAM and it's got, I think it's got an SSD hard drive in it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I basically maxed it out as best I could. I, I it's had been a, serving him very well. That's what I had previous to this one until my son mm-hmm. half killed it for me. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I've, I, I replaced that with a 2013 MacBook Pro retina because uh-huh. it was like and that's what you're using now that's what i'm using now and that's what jim mm-hmm. has got so i mean that's a seven-year-old okay. machine and it's still doing yeah. well but of course i'm not looking at probably handing it on to anybody or if mm-hmm. i do it might be my oldest daughter who mm-hmm. uh, needs a very light um right but they're amazing aren't they they're really amazing aren't they max because they're, they, they really are yeah they just keep going I, I, last week i was uh, we, were, we were talking about um I've been setting up a 
some streaming stuff down at church and uh, they've got my old Mac mini down at church and it's a 2011 Mac mini. So it can't be upgraded past um, High Mavericks. Sierra. High Sierra. High Sierra. High Sierra. Uh, but it was, works fine. And, and I know that because my youngest son is using a 2011 High Sierra iMac for school. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, well, that, in fact, yeah. that's been my my biggest complaint. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say it, but you know, at our schools out here, and especially where we live, the funding isn't isn't great at all. And so they're having to use these these old Chromebooks. That's that's a nine year old machine, and it and it performs so much better than the Chromebook. Ooh, so that's what yeah. I have him use for school. Now, the only issue, like while well, I, I told you, Simon, I'm having supervision issues. So the only issue then is there's not enough parental controls. There's not enough granular control on High Sierra. So I've caught him playing minecraft a few times <laughs> so, no, okay now you're in the room with me <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, so my, put him on the chromebook's kind of a punishment my boy um also has a a 2011 um imac mm -hmm. unfortunately both of my 2011 imacs both the 27 inch and the uh was it 21 and a half inch that he used yeah, so. both developed graphics faults in the last about three months the big oh, one. Oh, that's inconvenient. <laughs> very. Mm. Both one yeah. after the other. Uh, oh, no. First, the 27-inch. Uh, we tried to turn it on one morning, and the screen went green. So you can oh, see the my. Apple Vigo, okay. but it's bright. It's like a bright lime green screen, and it never completes well, that's boot interesting. up. that's interesting. It never completes boot up. Um, oh, no. So, you think something snapped inside on the yeah, logic board? Yeah, I think something, something just so can you use a Can you use an external well, I screen I haven't on that 27-inch? I, uh, Unfortunately, you, I think the twenty-one and a half inch. I don't. Yeah, you can. Is it a ret you can. Oh, you can add. Oh, a yes, it's the retina. It's, it's the retina ones. You can't. The re no, these are retina. Had, these are these are. Yeah, my last machine was a. My last machine was an was an iMac, and it was a twenty-one and a half inch, and you couldn't attach an external one to it at all. Could you not? Shame. And I had actually planned on going the opposite direction. If and when we upgrade machines, I was going to hang on to the twenty-seven inch because I mean it, it was a gift somebody had given it to us. You know, people upgrade and they don't really realize what they have or they just don't have a need for it. So right. uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Indeed. So we have a, a hand-me-down from somebody else, and and that's why we have the twenty-seven inch, and it's it's just gorgeous and it runs wonderfully. I haven't even upgraded the RAM in it, which I I planned on doing anyway. But I was actually going to when that became no longer useful as a as a machine on its own. Uh, I was going to use that as an external yes display as a monitor. Yeah. because you can. So I mean that'll always have a purpose. You I know? mean all of the um, I mean the the one that the boy is using at the minute the twenty one and a half inch. He's uh, he had a second monitor attached. Uh, you know, to put stuff on, you know, when he's yeah. working in OBS or whatever, so he can drag other things mm -hmm. onto the small monitor. That's what my son does. Yep, Only like a 14-inch monitor or something that I scratched up from somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. But his 21 and a half inch suddenly decided that it would do one half of the screen on the iMac <gasps> will flicker and go black. Oh, no. The other half oh, no. is perfect, right? So oh. you can see half a screen and the other half is then all goes all broken up and black and gets lines oh, on it and all sorts of weirdness. So yeah. um, I've retrieved a 21-inch um, Apple was it Studio monitor. Anyway, the, the old aluminium one. Yes. Yep. Um, and I'm hoping that I admittedly won't be able to run two screens, but if I put that in front of the iMac and plug it in, mm -hmm. if that will actually then show the main Mac screen, the it iMac should. can continue can get around to it. run. Yeah. Yeah, it should. 
It should. I, somebody a long time ago gave me an old, I mean, we're talking like, I don't know, it was probably a power book or something, like an old power book. It had been run over. I mean, somebody literally <laughs> ran over it with a, with a tire. And, uh, you know, the friend, you know, knew that I could probably do something with it, scrap it for parts or take the RAM out or, or whatever. And it did, like the whole entire screen was completely destroyed, except for one little corner. And it was just enough that I could see the system preferences and I could move it. I could just move enough of a window around that I could get into connect to Wi-Fi, like get it connected to my local network. And I used this because the rest of it worked fine. It worked perfectly well. And I, I repurposed it as a little media center and I put it like on the top shelf somewhere in the bathroom. Mm. And I, I basically used it as a glorified iPod and it was headless. I just I connected it to my my local LAN and I was able to remote into it with some other remote software that I used at the time. And it didn't need to have a screen. I only needed to see that it was powered on and be able to connect it to Wi-Fi. And then once I was able to do that, I was able to control it headless. So yeah. it made a nice little uh, <laughs> music player in the bathroom for bubble baths and things like that. So there's there's always like I just I don't like to let anything go to waste. If, no. it, if it powers on and if I can get into it, I can use it for something. I'll, I'll find a way. One I mean, of the, the things I used to quite enjoy doing um, when I was uh, working was uh, I worked for a water company and <laughs> shows how sad I am. I actually quite enjoyed. I had to do some statistics each month on the usage of mobile phones within the company. Oh, interesting. And uh, one, one of those statistics was how many and what had happened to those that had got broken. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So you can imagine that some of them were quite straightforward. You know, I left them on top of the car. Uh -huh. I ran over them with the car. Um, uh. But, of course, some of the more ones that you think, I, I, lost it, I lost it in a sewage tank. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, fell into, it fell into a flotation tank, you know. Yeah. You think, oh, so, that, so that was <laughs> no probably one's diving in after that. <laughs> some kind of risk assessment like okay you know yes we should spend the extra several hundred dollars on cases for these things that's because right yeah that kind of thing yeah. Yeah. interesting but it was always that's amusing cool. to find out in that month you know what had happened to the, yeah, what happened to the phones that had what got broken the dog ate it you know that kind of thing so yeah at the moment both of my imacs have uh they're both 2011 vintage, and they both seem to have come down with graphics issues in the last few oh, months. Oh, no, that's uh, that's poor timing. Very poor timing. Yeah. So when it comes to the when it comes to the silicon, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's great that they're coming out. I'm excited for the people who can afford to to upgrade to that. But it, more importantly, what it means to me is that maybe it, it'll drive the price down on older units, and well, when nice. it is time to upgrade. I just yeah, I don't possible. know that I would go for the silicon because you know maybe the other stuff will be just as just as good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at the moment we don't know. I think if I decide to spend some money, um, I would probably get an Apple silicon one just because. Um, mm -hmm. Well, if you, know, if you that, have the money and you can spend it, then I would too. Well, yeah, you know, if um, because if I do, you know, if I can scratch up the cash and um, you'll put it to use. Just it. Oh yeah, I, it, it will get used. It's um, and I probably won't be in a position to do so again in the you know anywhere mm -hmm. in the near future. So it's going to be a kind of even though probably I'd personally would rather wait till say the second wave of sil Apple Silicon laptops. Yeah, but I might be. Yeah, the first that's, edition that's is always going to be a bit. Yeah, the first edition is always going to be a bit. Yeah, but maybe I'm, things they leave out that they add that would yeah, be really I'm, useful to have. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not more of a blur. I'm not a bleeding edge person. But I might be in a position where that's really my only option. Um, mm -hmm. because nice as they are, I don't 
think, and only because of, you know, being a nerdy, living out on the bleeding edge sort of person, um, I don't think I would want to buy a last-gen Intel machine. Um, and there are lots of people who will buy last-gen Intel mm-hmm. machines on the grounds that that will last them, you know, four, five, whatever years, and that the mm-hmm. Apple Silicon thing will be sort of, you know, old ancient history by the time that they buy another Mac. So, you know, some companies, some companies would heavily discount the old Macs as you know as they started to bring out more and more new they ones. They will, yeah. That is, that but is we good. are talking about Apple. <laughs> they, yeah. don't, they, they may drop it a bit, but they're not. It's, we're not going to see prices slashed in half or anything like that. Uh, no, so. we're not. But where you will see, almost certainly, start to see, and Melissa's right on this, where you will start to see. A drop off is in the second hand market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Because the as you say Yes, because the... if you buy if you buy anything over two years old, yeah, you you you're then re- severely shortening the amount of time it's going to be working for, as it were. Yes. Whereas at the, you, you know, when when you know, when we were all on Intel and the path forward was Intel, you could buy a two, three, even a five year old second hand Mac and say that's probably got five years of life in it. Um, but as Apple start to drift away, you're probably going to say it's probably only going to be five years before Apple drop, you know, stay where we're not supporting Intel anymore at all completely. Right. Yeah. So the, especially with the laptops, especially with the the MacBooks and MacBook Pros, it does seem that their longevity cycle gets shorter and shorter. Yeah. It feels that way. It'd be interesting to see what forever. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? The sales curve for PowerPC and what happened when they brought Intel in. And that see, kind of there's thing. your spreadsheet thinking mind again. Yeah, uh-huh. that's yeah, right. I would like to see that too. I'd like to see that put out into an information as beautiful graphic. And I mean, oh yeah, that would be great. Of course, you know, there were people still using PowerPC Max long after Apple had said, yeah, Oh yeah. You know, and uh, uh, as long as they still run and they mm-hmm. do what you need them to do. We had a, yeah, we had some Power Mac G5s um, at the print factory, which were still in regular use for lighter mm-hmm. duties um, mm-hmm. long after, you know, Apple had completely moved. And, you know, they were running Leopard, I think, was the last thing. We've still got some. Yeah, they're terrific for being repurposed. Yeah. I think nobody knows that better than probably education and places like that. Where a lot of them know, ended up being, shop. Mm-hmm. you know, things like... Um, uh, sort of printer cues print or, servers mm-hmm. yeah print servers um you know uh mini servers of various types one gets you was used for uh, handling the scanning um because mm-hmm. we had this we had this very very expensive scanner um well, that brings back memories <laughs> a professional crossfield um which by the way was powered by a power max 7100 with a new bus card and that's the only way you can <laughs> I drive believe it, it. Yes, that's the I only way it. you can drive it. So the the seventy one hundred with new bus card that drives it is then linked to a Power Mac G four, which then can talk to the rest of the newer machines. So by this hobbledehoy method, this piece of kit is kept alive, and the uh, the Power Mac seventy one hundred is kind of fenced in, and you know, <laughs> keep away, do not touch, <laughs> on pain of death. It's a relic. <laughs> It is a relic, but without it... And here's our museum. <laughs> yeah, without it, the, you know, Lord knows how many tens of thousands of dollars worth of kit that is the Crossfield would be useless, become a large mm-hmm. piece of scrap. Um, so 
it, yeah, when Apple stops supporting it, that doesn't mean the community stops supporting it, and people exactly can yeah. compete can keep those machines going for a long, long time. I mean, um, they they hold their their value, but when they don't hold their value, they still hold their purpose. Yes, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't if if you if you look on the secondhand market now, I mean, and different things will drive the price down. For example, um, the twenty twelve MacBook Pros and the MacBook Airs, or basically all the ones that can no longer be upgraded past Catalina, their prices, I won't say it's dropped off a cliff, but there is a, a big step up from buying a 2012 machine to buying a 2013 and later. Hmm. You know, if, if you... All based if, on what what OS it can still what run OS and it it's can still run. supported. You know. Because right? it's not but, end of life. Because technically, yeah. So if you're buying it, but that said... If you're not too fussy, buy a 2012 MacBook Pro, stick an SSD and some extra RAM in it, mm-hmm. running Catalina, it'd be good for another three or four years, probably. There you go. I've seen people actually even push it even further. I've seen people install um, Catalina on machines that aren't really blessed to yeah, run it. It, it can, it can be done. There's ways around you, it. There are ways around it if you really want to. Yeah. If you really yeah. want to. Tends to not be worth the effort, if you want my honest opinion. Right. If Apple tell you that you really probably don't want to run this OS on this piece of kit. It's because it won't work properly or the hardware. Right. It's the user experience con- that they d- want to you know, control. The hardware totally doesn't understandable. Con- yeah. Or the hardware mm-hmm. doesn't contain everything you need or, but there you go. But um, I've actually thought about doing it because of what's happening right now with all of the, you know, remote school. Like I just said in the beginning of the podcast that we have such old kit that still performs better than a Chromebook. And mm. if it comes down to taking an older Mac and actually making it ready or making it uh, accept Catalina, if only for the ability to run the latest browsers, because that's that is where, the biggest thing. That is that's the biggest, the biggest thing. issue. That's where all of the education is happening is online. And sometimes mm. the bottleneck is the browser. Yes. And it doesn't matter that it doesn't have maybe enough RAM or, I mean, of course, RAM certainly helps, but it doesn't matter that it doesn't run whatever, you know, heavy lifting programs. It only matters if it can run the latest browser that will run the latest whatever, whatever website they want the kids and the teachers to utilize. I mean, my husband's struggling with it right now. He's trying to use teachers. <laughs> you ever see these, these, you know, pictures of people in these production rooms where they've got all these you know, displays all around them. And, you know, it, it looks like they're they're producing a television show. That's what teachers really need to be having in their mm. homes to really pull off what it is that they're doing. And they don't have that. And so we're all just kind of limping along. But, you know, if you could make more of these older computers available, and if only it has to run the latest browser software, then that's what that's the purpose that those old machines could serve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, and, you know, don't don't forget. Um, as as long as you can get it to Catalina, then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you'll probably be good for another two years. Yeah, at least for support, and you can do a lot more with it. So I would be surprised if we're if it's already happening or it has happened already. If there's this burgeoning hobby out there for people that are making more of these these types of computers where they're too old to be, you know, running it safely, saying yes, this is this is going to run. Your user experience is to be expected. Where people are saying no, you know, we just need it to run the browser. We just need it for this very specific use case scenario. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I bet there's um, a whole niche market for that there are also, and that's what keeps the value of them up because yeah they know that well i have one of my older laptops one of the white plastic macbooks 
Uh-huh. A power white, book? Po- no, the white polycarbonate MacBook. Um, uh-huh. Uh, Core 2 Duo. And it's a power PC, right? No, it's a Core 2 Duo. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. The, um, anyway, the... Uh, I forget where it, it it stopped being supported. Ten point seven, I think. Sounds about right. Lion. If I'd mm-hmm. got one that was like six months newer, it would have been supported uh-huh. for like two more years. But uh, it, you yeah, know, just how it goes. That can make a difference. And it, it can. And that one, but that one topped out at Lion, mm-hmm. and it continued to run Lion fine for several years. But then, yeah, the problem that you ran into was that you couldn't get any newer browsers on it. Um, mm-hmm, right. Which hobbled it because you would get this browser is no longer supported. You need to exactly. update to something else, and you try and yep. download a newer version of Chrome or a, you know, Opera or whatever, and it go. You know, your operating system is too old. Mm-hmm. So what I did with that was installed Ubuntu on it. There you um, go. There you go. Which it wouldn't support at the time the latest Ubuntu, but the Ubuntu that it would run was only like two years old. Whereas by that point, I think the Mac OS it was running was like five years old. Mm-hmm. So by putting Ubuntu on it, I was then able to, you know, download modern browsers and wring another couple of years out of it. And it's still down here by my bed and it still runs. It's just, I mean, it's a bit slow. Right, right. I'm, it's slow by modern standards, but uh, if you were in hey, a bind, I, you know, it would do. I am not above pulling the hard drive out and installing something on it and putting it back in. And actually, we did do that once with a Tangerine iMac. It couldn't run Tiger. So we took the hard drive out of it and hooked it up to a different Mac and installed it and put it back in. Yep. I'm not yeah. about doing that. <laughs> Whether you could get away with that these days, I don't know. Yeah, not, not so much. But that was the trick back then. Yeah, it was indeed. You could do all sorts of things. And maybe you can. Maybe you can. But it's probably harder these days with modern Mac with T2 chips and all sorts of yes, shenanigans. That can complicate but, um, things. There I are people right, there, Melissa. I think you're right, Melissa, about the um, if, if it serves a purpose and it serves the purpose you want, mm-hmm. then there's no reason why you wouldn't keep using it. I think I've told the story several times of a friend at work who had a power mac and um he came to me one day and said i've got this strange ticking noise coming from my computer <laughs> anyway i won't go into the whole story again because uh, basically we managed to save it, his data uh but um what was quite interesting was mostly what he used it for was uh, he, he was into uh, dealing in shares in a small way and um he used oh, what was the name of the browser? It sounded a bit like Firefox, but it wasn't Firefox. Oh, ten four. It was Fox? another one. Pardon? Ten ten four Fox. Yes, ten four Fox. He used ten four Fox because you could run because it could run. Um, uh, you could run um, QuickTime on it. Yeah, and he needed okay. he needed that to be able to get on the site that he used to do this ten, trading. Uh, uh-huh. ten, Interesting. Ten four Fox. It was Flash. Really? It was Flash. He was using. Yeah, yeah. Flash uh-huh. probably. But uh-huh. ten four Fox for anybody who doesn't know. Um, was a community fork of Firefox. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because that came at the kind of um, the break when Intel started to come along. And uh, 10.4 Fox, originally, its point was to run the latest version of Firefox on Mac OS on 10.4 on PowerPC. Interesting. John, that, that's, that's really all he wanted. Yeah, and that's that all he wanted. So. Ten four Fox was supported for a long, long time because a friend of mine had a G four white plastic iMac, and in the end, the only reason that he, you know, 
got rid of that and bought an, a, a slightly newer Mac, and I think he bought a G5 uh, at that point, but was because 10.4 Fox would no longer support that machine. And um, yeah. And at that point, it became non-viable because without a decent up-to-date browser, everything started to shut him out. But, I mean, that was years and years yeah. that kept that uh, well, machine this, going. Well, I'll say this chap, I eventually ended up selling my 2007 iMac to him. Mm. <laughs> so, because he uh, could make use of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that yeah, just those, shows those, that. I love those they, stories, though, because it, I think it just shows that so many people get swept away by the new shiny. I mean, yes, we've got silicon on the horizon, and that's great, but we must not lose sight of the fact that there are, we can't just, you know, oh, well, let's throw them all out. They're all going to be, you know, passe, yeah. and who cares anymore? No, there's plenty of us Lots out of good there. Stuff who are still repurposing and finding value in the old stuff. It's great that the new stuff is coming out and it and it'll be fun to watch and it'll be fun to upgrade to it, but I think too many people get swept away by that because oh, yeah. it's it's new shiny and they don't want to really give a whole lot of credence to which I think they should to the people like us out there who are still making this old stuff still have a purpose. You know, I I have a I I collect Macs, you know, the story I always tell is I don't I'm like the cat lady except I don't collect cats, I collect Macs. I I do have <laughs> you know, several Macs, you know, hanging out in closets and places because they're, they have a purpose. Um, I have, somebody gave me an old eMac and those things, they, have, they weigh between 40 and 50 pounds. I mean, they are heavy suckers. And you might think, well, why would you keep an eMac around? Well, because for when my husband can go back to the classroom safely, the purpose that that is going to serve is it's going to basically be like a jukebox. He's going to hook it up to a stereo. And the reason why is because he's going to hoist it up on top of a cabinet and then it's going to live there and that's where it's going to stay and we're going to operate it and he's going to play music off of it. And if some kid wants to try to steal it, go ahead and try because it's 50 pounds. You know what I mean? It's got built-in anti-theft protection just by the sheer weight of it. The problem problem with that, Melissa, is when you come in on Monday morning and you find like some feet sticking out one side and some hands (laughs) at the other and a big red splash where the... Yeah. Where the EMAC has ended up face down, you know, yeah. in some sort of gruesome yeah. Halloween. But, you know, it didn't, didn't cost anything and, you know, if it yeah, ends up exactly. destroyed, yeah, I wouldn't want the person to end up destroyed. But, no, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I could just imagine that trying to, some, um, I'm imagining sort of a 12 year old trying to hoist. You're imagining a, the Darwin Awards, is what you're imagining. Yeah, trying to hoist an EMAC <laughs> off the top of a cupboard while perched precariously on a school ch- yeah. chair, you know. That, those, yeah. those suckers are, are heavy. They and, are heavy. They are heavy yeah. things. It's the big Funny quick story. I worked at a school once where we were upgrading the RAM in those. We had, I don't know, about 20 or 30 of them. And I was pregnant with my oldest at the time, and I was not allowed to lift any of those. So I actually had to have one of the other high school techs come out and help me for the whole entire day. And he would do the heavy lifting. And then I would go and, you know, we had all of these, we were upgrading the RAM. So we had to take them off, flip them around, you know, unlock the the trap door at the bottom and, you know, yeah. stick the, the RAM chips in. So we kind of had this assembly line going and I would do that part, but he would do the, left, the heavy lifting part because I wasn't allowed to lift that that much weight at the time. <laughs> we forget, don't we, sometimes just the, the, the legacy of, the, of some of the stuff that we've had. I remember getting yeah. a... I think it was a 21-inch CRT screen um, at work at one point. And <laughs> the monitor, I mean, yeah. honestly, it, it would do you back in trying to lift it. it oh, was yeah. huge. I had, a, yeah, probably 21. Wouldn't have been much bigger than that. 21, maybe 23-inch 
monitor, yeah, something like that. Yeah. monitor, and it was back when Twenty One was just glorious, and you know, oh, was, yeah, look at when, on screen real was, estate, I could design all these graphics on it. Look at that, yeah. But it was, <laughs> yeah, it practically took two people to lift it into position. Yes, bent, um, bent the desk in the middle, <laughs> and you know, you had to put your in those days. Those of us who are old enough will remember that you would always position your monitor in the corner of the room, on the mm-hmm. corner of the desk, so that the, you know, the tube went overhang at the back. No, yeah. so that the tube went into the corner of the room. Thus, yeah, right, Otherwise, right. Because they, they were bloody deeper than they were wide, weren't they? Took up a massive amount in the back, right? Otherwise, you and had all to the sit heat like, too. Yeah, six foot from the wall, you know. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, these kids today with their LED screens—don't know what they're into. Yeah, but uh, their skinny uh, jeans, their flat screens. Yep. Well, <laughs> I don't know if he's still using it. I don't, but I haven't heard otherwise. There's a guy at our uh, Mac user group who, um, some years ago, said, "Has anybody got an old, you know, an ADB keyboard?" Apple desktop bus keyboard and I said yeah I think I've got some in my shed why he says well I think the keyboard on my on my 2CI is is packing up and I said <laughs> well what are you using the 2CI for and he said oh it's got um it got like a Claris works uh kind of database catalog of something mm-hmm. like a library mm-hmm. catalog or something yeah or a file um, maker i know yeah there's, there's machines out there that are just completely dedicated uh, to file maker servers yeah and he but he was maintaining this you know probably his own personal library catalog on this mm-hmm. 2ci um <laughs> because he'd left taking it out of claris into anything else and progressing it so long that it was like now beyond hope almost so he's still got, as far as I know, his library catalogue is still sitting on a 2CI, you know, in the corner somewhere. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what's that now? 30 years old or something? More? You know, 1980 I think it's fun to just boot them up, see how fast they turn off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, it's on? It's ready to go? Really? Yeah. That's and, only got um, 512. <laughs> and... um reminisce as all the little um as all those little jigsaw pieces load across the bottom of the screen all your inits and extensions and stuff oh, hold down the shift key <laughs> yeah. oh dear right well time is ticking on um well yeah so much for the news sorry yeah never mind that's all right that's probably more interesting than the news that's more far more interesting than the news um what have we got in the news? Apparently, the MagSafe Duo charger, the iPhone leather sleeve, will cost $129 each and are coming soon, according to Apple Insider. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Really? That's yeah, ridiculous. You know, for a MagSafe Duo charger, mm, I think I'll pass. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Alan, you know, um, Storm Gorelli, who uh, on the Mac and Forth show said that he believed wireless was the biggest scam ever perpetrated on <laughs> iPhone. Oh, I heard him say that. Yes. Oh, seriously. Did you hear me kvetching about the fact that there's no, there's no cape, there's no uh, power supply, and yeah, with the MagSafe charger, it's like it's wireless. How exactly? How is this wireless? Yeah. So with us old curmudgeons, as uh, mm. as Carl described Don't get us. Me started. But uh, yeah, um, wireless charging strikes me as the biggest con ever perpetrated on uh, the only. And I will say this: the only place I've ever uh, liked excuse me a minute the wireless charger and thought it made sense is on the Apple Watch. All the rest, of yeah. It's... I'm actually looking for something. That's one of the things that I'm that I'm trolling and hunting for in sales is something that I can plug into my the USB C port on my MacBook Pro. Is I've seen it a few, but I'm looking 
to see the prices go down. Yeah. I would like to see something like that that I could just plug in, stick my watch in there. Because I am trying to wear my watch more for, um, I'm tinkering around with sleep tracking. That's all it is, is just tracking. It's not really doing what I think it's supposed to be doing. But it's just something that I'm, I'm looking to see how much battery I can get out of this thing. But being able to sit like I'm doing right now and just throw it on a charger would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but what I'm saying is the watch, to me, is the only place it really makes any sense. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's me, you know. Um, the iPhone upgrade program is going to be temporarily unavailable in England due to the COVID-19 lockdown. Um, because apparently if you want to sign up to the upgrade program, you have to go uh, into an Apple store. And all the Apple stores are going hmm, to be shut why. down. Um, why would you have to go into the store? I don't I don't know. Um, but I believe you have to go into the store. I'm not. It's not something I've looked at because I wouldn't get so um mm-hmm. there we are yeah we just um, talked about the how much of a legacy we we carry around with us so that doesn't really apply to us too much <laughs> um apparently microsoft office for mac beta is highlighting coming support for apple silicon um that's uh okay uh, no surprise there i suppose um and as we said at the top of the show apple have released a slew of um updates today uh if you're on catalina there's 1015.7 supplemental update with security fixes um ios got patched to uh update to 14.1 is 14.1 yeah yeah 14 14. i don't know because i'm on the betas when when sometimes it's like 14.2 announced and i'm like but there's nothing new about that oh hang on i'm on the betas um so 14.2 was announced today and went um, live. The Apple Watch 7.1, I think. Um, again, um, apparently those patch iOS against three actively exploited zero days found by the Google Zero team. So there we go. Um, update. Apparently, if you're on iOS, you know, and also the TV up, uh, OS was updated and... Uh, um, they have seeded Big Sur 11.0.1 RC, that's the release candidate, uh, ahead of the uh, expected Apple Silicon event. Um, that will probably appear for me in a day or two because the public beta of Big Sur is usually a couple of days behind the, um, you know, behind the developers. And then I expect a couple of days after that, when we have an event, Big Sur will be announced, if not sent and made live very sharpish. Um, and then I'll be on the same official build as everybody else until I get... For five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes until I get the next set of betas, yeah, until they put me on, you know, new betas again. Um, and that's that's kind of the news, really, this week. Um, did anybody see the Raspberry Pi 400, which is um, £70, or $70, and it's basically a Raspberry Pi motherboard inserted into a keyboard? Um, if you want the kit... Yeah. There's a kit. Uh, yeah, there's a kit, complete kit, you know, with the mouse and the cables and the power supply and a uh, copy of Raspberry and, and all that stuff, which I believe is a hundred dollars. Which that is by quite the way, cool, I checked um, here in the UK, it's a hundred pounds. Unsurprisingly, um, it's currently sold out, <laughs> or at least was was when I checked. Um, people started posting them on Twitter, and I, you know, followed the link, and they was sorry, we're all sold out. Um, of course, putting a computer in a keyboard is not a particularly new idea, is it? Um, no, early... no, 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 no. 
Spectrums so, uh, and C64s cool. and BBC micros and all. But it is cool. It is cool. And it's nice. It's sort it, of it's red. The sheer, fact, it's the sheer fact that these days it, everything is so small um, that, that it looks like it just look, looks like a slightly chunky keyboard, but only mm. very slightly. Yes. <laughs> And it, it's got all that stuff in it. I'm looking at it in. now, and it's got uh, it's got a network connection, and, and oh yeah, it's a full. Of they're, um, they're actually describing it basically as a full blown desktop computer. Just I'm have surprised. to plug it Very into cool. a, a monitor or a you know TV. Um, how much? How much was it? Uh, you know, it, it's seventy pounds. If you, seventy pounds here in the UK, if you just buy the sort of the keyboard with the motherboard in. And if you buy right. the whole kit, which comes with, you know, everything you need, as I say, a mouse and a, um, like a matching mouse in the same red and white plastic, and um, uh, you get the Raspberry and Pi on a on a SD card, and you get the power supply and the cables and all the governments. Mm-hmm. And that's £100, but it's currently that's, sold that's out. For what, it, for what it is. And, and uh, you know, for people who like fiddling mm. <laughs> with stuff, well, the Raspberry Pi was made very much for this, but this time they've said this one, you know, they're aiming it at people who want to go maybe not quite as um, tinkery as, you know, what you can do with the Raspberry Pi, but supply it ready to go as uh, basically a Linux computer. Plug it in. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at this now. This is amazing. I my, think my son has a Raspberry Pi, I want to say, 4. Yeah. Was that the latest one? Is I that think so. is that the latest one before this one? Yeah, well oh, this he's is gonna he's gonna go nuts when he sees I this. I believe this and is if... a, I believe this is slightly updated Raspberry Pi four and then put into the keyboard. Okay. Interesting. Um, so it's all in the keyboard. All in the keyboard. Wow. That, in, and it's only seventy dollars. Pick up a fairly cheap monitor and you're away. Huh? Well, yeah, well, he's TV. already done this. So my 14 year old has already has already set something up like this. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, is you know we're talking about you know, I, it's my world. You know, with the remote schooling, we're we're doing distance learning, and I've been struggling with distractions, which is where I just was a second ago trying to put out a little <laughs> fire here. And uh, so I'm tuning back in. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so we have a lot of distractions here because of all the tech that we have. <laughs> Mm. And uh, at one point in time, I had said, no, you can't use your Mac. You have to use your Chromebook for this. Like you needed to to refocus and get back into something and pull up a grade before he could have that back. You know, you know how that goes. And you know what he did? He set up his Raspberry Pi and loaded a Firefox browser on it. And he was like, oh, yeah, well, we'll just see about that. <laughs> exactly. And I walked into his room and he showed me he was on the computer using Discord on his Raspberry Pi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. it. Just when you, I can laugh you about think. it now. I wasn't laughing then. Wasn't, the like, yeah, it wasn't so amusing at the time. The trouble, the thing with that is, it's it's like the um, it's the modern day equivalent of sneaking a torch into your bedroom and you know, I swear to God, reading like a, a book under Calvin the covers, isn't it? you know, trying to make it. I go tent, like, how you, you know? can't get mad at them, you know, like you don't know. Like at that moment, you go in there, like I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be mad or proud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so frustrating. It's a sort of. Um, the sort of thing you get from my boy will say, "Well, oh, you know, the the public Wi-Fi at school is sucky, and you, they've firewalled everything, and you can't do this and you can't do that." And then, and it's like, "Okay, Joe, well, there's kind of a reason for that." Yeah. So we all hacked, you know, somebody got a hacked, mm-hmm. you know, a hacked key, and we got into the staff Wi-Fi, and <laughs> so we're oh, all yeah. playing, we're all playing Minecraft on our phones anyway. Yeah, so you have that kid too, right? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and you're kind of 
I don't know whether I should be angry or yeah, right. stick it to them. If well, they then, if they can't control the tech, that have, <laughs> there's kids that come to school with these phones that have unlimited data, mm. and so the kids hop on that. They just yeah. they just have to be in the vicinity. Like that's that's their social currency now. You know, yeah. when when they were in school in person, that's what would happen. In fact. Uh, my son just told me a story recently that the school was having such terrible bandwidth trouble. And one of the kids that was, we have a very small population of kids that are going to school, their you know, parents are healthcare workers, that sort of thing. And uh, one of the kids said, well, I have unlimited data and allowed the teacher to hop on their phone as a hotspot and conduct the rest of the class that way. Yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed. Mm. So uh, there we go. But that's the Raspberry Pi and, yeah, not stupid that's amounts of money. fascinating. I'm going to go digest more of that later. Uh, it might be. Uh, and, uh, of course, the whole Raspberry Pi thing, I mean, if you if you, if you you really go down the bottom end, I mean, the Raspberry Pi Zero is about, well, it's under $10, I think, five pounds in this country. These, these Raspberry Pis, these are the perfect, I'm telling you, because this has happened with us, these are the perfect gifts for grandparents. The grandparents have no clue what it is. They just know that the kids want them because this this is what my my mother my my kid's grandmother got them. He you know, she was like what what are they into? I was like, yeah. well you know and she, he had it on his wish list. She's like, what is this Raspberry Pi? I'm like, oh yeah, you should get that. You should get <laughs> so that. She went looking into. It. She had no idea what she was looking at, but she was so excited to get this for him. And uh, with yep. custard. <laughs> yeah, went and custard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, dear. Right. Um, what else have we got? Not a lot because I'm running out of time fast. Um, this is a public service announcement, people. This is a public service announcement from Mike Bombick. Um, the link is in the show notes. Uh, Mac OS Big Sur and Carbon Copy Cloner Backups. Now, uh, I spoke to Mike about this privately a couple of weeks ago, and he, uh, what he told me is in line with what's in his statement, um, which is linked. Um, but at that time, he asked me not to say anything because betas were ongoing, both of CCC and, of course, of uh, Big Sur. Um, Carbon Copy Cloner has now been verified for Big Sur, which is good. But there is a problem with creating bootable backup clones. Um, and the fault lies with Apple because they have a tool called ARS, which is the APFS replication uh, system and it's not working properly um they have told mike that it will be fixed you know in an upcoming update to big sur and when that happens carbon copy cloner will be able to go back to making fully bootable uh clones of your mac in one step but at the moment you have to do a bit of a workaround which is basically um make a clone and then install big sur onto it to update it so that it works didn't this happen with Catalina as well? I mean, this there was, was a similar. There was a similar expect. problem. There was a similar problem with Catalina early on, but Mike got around it because instead of using his own tools to make the first and only the first backup of your um, Catalina uh, drive, he used the Apple ARS system. But 
The mm. problem with the ARS system is at the moment it's not working properly in Big Sur, and Apple admit that that's their problem. Um, they can't mm -hmm. make it work properly. Oh, sure, it's definitely been it's been Apple's issue. I I always praise Mike for finding some way to get around it. I mean, mm. my gosh. Well, at the moment, Mike is Mike has been serving our community for a long, oh, long, long just, time. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I used his tools back when I was a site technician to image my entire labs yeah. so, several times over. Um, so I'm, I'm always always praised towards Mike. He's he's a wonderful, wonderful. I, I, I did ask him this. if yeah, I did ask Mike if he would come back on the show because he's been on before um, and talk to us about it but he said at the moment with all the problems um he's far too busy and also like you melissa he says i'm, mm. I'm dealing with homeschooling yep, he's so, a dad. um <laughs> i've got homeschooling and all the whole big sur thing and the ars mess so um mm -hmm. can i get back to you later when things are a bit less hectic so um carbon copy cloner will still clone your drive uh, all the backups you make with it are perfectly safe and can be used just as any other. If you want to make a bootable clone, you will need to follow Mike's instructions, which are in his announcement, which I have linked. There you go. Um, very handy. Very handy. Thank you, Mike, for, as ever, a clear instructions on what to do. Um, and for the just a snippets, just to round us out, um, the East Japan Railway Company uh, is developing a special long-nosed vacuum device to help uh, suck up, you know, wireless earbuds dropped onto the railway tracks. Apparently, people oh are prone to dropping. <laughs> they are prone to dropping their AirPods, and they bounce and go down in, you know, in the railway track. So um, <sighs> apparently, trying to pick them up with, you know, one of those long-nosed grabbers is difficult because they're small and round and slippery. So they're going to develop a special vacuum with a long nose that they can reach down and suck your wireless earbuds up off the track now, for you. Can you have this issue where you live? Because I read about this happening in New York City on the subway that evidently the people who clean the, the trains, the subways and stuff are constantly finding AirPods and, and it's become such a problem. <laughs> yep. So there it's you go. funny, but it's not funny. I mean, no, it's, it's not funny. Wow. Um, yeah. Because so, I was just actually thinking about getting a pair, and when I see stories like this, I'm like, wow, really? Oh, <laughs> not so sure. Mm. Um, there we go. Um, and this one's also a little bit frivolous from iMore. There's an iPod hiding in your iPhone 12 box, and I bet you missed it. Um, and it, it is amusing. If you uh, have an iPhone 12 and you take <gasps> out... <laughs> yes, if you <laughs> take out the iPhone... Take out the little booklet of documentation. Take out the stuff that's hidden, uh, you know, the cabling that's in the uh, recess. And then look at the uh, empty box. And it looks like an iPod. Complete. That's an Easter egg is what yep. that is. That is no, lovely. Yeah. I and, love And that. everybody, everybody's saying, like, if it was anybody else, it would be coincidental. But it's Apple. There's no mm -hmm. way that's an accident. Somebody, you know, <laughs> somebody did that. And it does look like that an old fun. iPod classic with the the square makes the screen and the hole where the wiring goes makes your makes your hmm. uh, rotary touch disc so there we go and what's um, most impressive is that you can store your whole music library on that piece of cardboard yeah <laughs> yeah well hey you know kids love the boxes we still love to play the boxes never mind what's in it but it's always good to play right. the box give an ipad to your cat he'll sit in it yeah, exactly. That's true. Exactly. That is true. Right. Cat box. Um, so uh I'll let uh John take us out after we do the wrap up. Um so uh and Nick, do you wanna wrap up first? 
Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter very occasionally as Spligosh, S-B-L-I-G-O-S-H. And you can hear me here as many weeks as I can make it and over on Bot Show occasionally too. Jolly good. Uh, and Melissa? You can find me online all over at The Mock Mommy. And I am doing The Geekiest Show Ever uh, every two weeks with Elisa Baselli. So take a listen to that as well. Excellent. Um, and as you are all probably tired of hearing by now, I am on uh, the Twitters as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Um, the show is at Essential Apple. All the stuff's at EssentialApple.com. And uh, I think that will probably do. Thank you, as ever, to everybody who supports the show in any way, uh, shape or form. And uh, until next week, when we will all know what the one more thing brackets s actually are and then we will no doubt talk about that at great length but until then i'll hand over to john and he can take us out via the hardware store so until next time goodbye everybody bye stay safe welcome back to nemo's hardware store pleased to meet you sir what's your name please Don Ketchum. Glad to meet you, Don. Likewise. I saw you out on the bike trail. What are you riding these days? I'm riding an electric e-bike manufactured in Phoenix, Arizona, and because of the local availability for maintenance. How do you spell the name? L-E-C-T-R-I-C. Electric. It's electric without the E. It's called electric. What color is it? It's black and blue. And did you have a choice of different frame sizes and tire sizes? I had a choice of a step-through frame, much like you see with female bikes. But yeah. Older people buy them because it's easy to get in out. Another bike with a, a, state, a straight frame. And which did you get? Straight frame. We can put that in our show. Uh, I, I know that I chose one that's lower to the ground normally just because of my age and I wanted to be able to get on and off it easily, which I can do. And how much did it cost? $895. But most of the e-bikes are like a thousand or two thousand or fifty. The price points the, for the the ones that are considered quality, like Rad or Juice, are twenty five hundred dollars. But they've got some more, a few more bells and whistles. Uh, the motor size is, is an issue. Some of the more uh, popular, expensive bikes have seven hundred fifty watt motor. Mine's a five hundred watt motor, which is more than I need. It'll go twenty eight miles an hour. Now, what about gears? Does it have regular gears like a regular bike? It's got a Shimano, bike? regular Shimano gear changing system like most good 10-speed uh, bikes with seven gears. Okay. And because it's electric, it's unusual how you operate the gears. If you're going up a, an incline and you put it on pedal assist three, it'll go up the hill. But if you assist the pedal, it'll go up a little faster. The lifespan of the battery is longer as long as you're pedaling. And do you need to plug it into an electrical outlet? Electrical outlet, or I bought a lithium battery generator that I can charge it with as well. Okay. And so how long, how many miles do you ride at one time? If you do pedal assist, you can get up to 45 miles between charges. But how long do you ride? Oh, how long do I ride? Uh, every day I put in about 15 miles. And do you ride on the road or on the bike trail? Mostly the road. With a helmet, I hope. Uh, with a helmet, and I've got all the equipment. I've got a mirror and all the uh -huh. the pertinent uh, equipment, and uh, and I do it because at my age and my heart condition, the uh, 
the ability to go where I want to go and see things and smell the air and go long distance and not get bored like you would if you were just walking is tremendous because I don't get tired because I can go up a hill without yeah. pedaling my you-know-what off. <laughs> so you've got seven gears and five different levels of power? Uh, yes. So how do you decide which gear and which level of Depends power? Depends on where you are and, and how fast you want to go. And if I put it on pedal assist number two, I just have to go slower. Okay. I still have to pedal, but it'll go 12 miles an hour. Okay. Pedal assist three, it'll go 15 miles an hour. So you got to keep up with it. Huh. So it's good, it's good exercise for a guy like me because you're moving. Do the pedals keep going? <laughs> well, no, no, they don't go. Oh. No, no, you can stop just like a regular uh, Schwinn bicycle. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it'll coast, but the motor stops. Oh. As soon as you start pedaling, the motor kicks in. Okay. But you also have a handle, a regular motor, where you can not pedal at all. Oh. And just go like a motorcycle. Do you need a special license for that? Not for this one, because it's designed to only go 20 miles an hour. Okay. I tweaked it. There's a thing you can do to tweak it, and it goes 28 miles an hour. But it's, it's designed legally to go only 20 miles an hour, so it's not considered uh, a motorcycle or... Uh-huh. Or something like that. Now, does it ever feel dangerous when you're going in traffic or going down a hill? Not going down a hill because they have disc brakes. Okay. But it does feel dangerous to me if I'm in traffic because it's a bicycle. Yeah. It's not a motorcycle. And you got to follow kind of bicycle rules. Uh-huh. So I'm cognizant of, you know, everything around me. How long uh, ago did you get it? Uh, it's been six months now. That's great. And I've already got uh, about a thousand miles on it. Terrific. And I take it to Mission Beach. Oh, Mission Beach in San Diego. San Diego. And I spend uh, 10 days at a time on the beach in my motorhome. Uh-huh. And I have a rack. Yeah. And I spend 10 days at a time just going up and down Pacific Beach and seeing can everybody. You, in... Are the tires wide enough that you can actually ride on the sand? Yes. Wow. So it's a sand bike. It's a, it's a well, it is, but the sand's got to be packed a little bit. Like low tide. Yeah. But I don't do it that because I don't like the salt water. Okay. But he can ride, it's a, what they call a fat tire bike. So it's got fat tires, not, not thin. They're, yeah. So they're made, for, if you uh, take the air out of it, it'll go in the sand. How often do you need to pump up the tires? Well, if you're going to go in the sand, you, you, you have to let it down. No, and, routinely, does it lose air overnight? No, no, just like a car tire. Okay. No, you have to check it once in a while. And tell us about the research you did to pick this one. Boy, that's a that's a the question of the day because I did a lot of homework because the price point I was looking for was something under a thousand dollars and most of the e-bikes under a thousand are junk most of them or they don't even exist because they're made in China and they don't have the the, the build quality but the, the, again the, the homework that I did this company in uh, Phoenix Arizona run by one kid and his dad and a friend they uh, they started this thing but the build quality is unbelievable the welds are just stronger than strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shimano gear is, of course, fantastic. What about the brakes? Disc. Okay. Unbelievable. The, the the homework that I did in order to get this bike was extensive. And I got the $895 bike. It was uh, delivered to my home. It's a foldable bike, too. Oh, it folds up. Yeah, you can put it in the back of your trunk. How much does it weigh? 61 pounds. Okay, so it's heavy to lift. It's heavy to lift. When you lift it up, it's heavy. It's heavy. 
Well, because you know the electric motor is, uh, you know, yeah. and and all, and all the stuff that goes with it. And I didn't buy a cheap one. I mean, cheap money-wise, inexpensive. Yeah. But the build quality is great. It's got fenders and disc brakes and lights, and it, it's going to last a while. It's not going anywhere. That's terrific. And, and electric, because the electric motors, the the there's only three moving parts in the whole daggone thing. It ain't, it's not going to break. Wow. I love it. The best thing I ever did for so, my. So do help. they have? Do they have a retail presence in Tucson? You know, retail presence. I don't believe this. Everything's oh, online. The, everything is done online. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did everything online. But fortunately, because they're in Phoenix, I gave them a call one day because I broke the, a brake, uh-huh. and they sent me the piece in two days. And they told you how to fix it. Told me oh, it was easy. I knew how to do it. So when you got the bike delivered, did somebody drive it down here and bring it to you? No, well, it was delivered UPS. And was it all folded up? Big case, big all folded up. All I had to do was unfold it, plug it in, four hours. That's how long it takes to charge it, four hours? Yeah, well, it was already half charged. Okay. A, a charge from zero, uh, six hours maybe. Well, congratulations, Don. Well, nice, thanks, thanks. Nice to meet you. Happy, yeah, yeah. many happy years of cycling. Likewise, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I suggest that you and everybody uh, that likes biking and that gets older, and once to still exercise, I recommend it highly. That's great. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. You bet. I'm Nemo's Hardware Store. Nemo's Hardware Store. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh... Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Looking for a show that talks about Apple and Apple products? Then Geekiest Show Ever is for you. What about Amazon? Google. Geekiest Show Ever is for you. Mesh networks, distance learning, all kinds of technology, interviews. Yes, Geekiest Show Ever covers that too. I'm Elisa Paselli. And I'm Melissa Davis. Listen to the Geekiest Show Ever on the MyMac Podcasting Network in your favorite podcast player. Feedback, show ideas, and reviews, always welcome. Listening to the 
Essential Apple Podcast. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you next time.